Hi folks, Cliff here. Um, just wanted to give you a quick heads up, uh, sort of a trigger warning or content warning, whatever you want to call it. This week's episode does contain some discussion of suicide. So if that's not what you're looking for right now, uh, maybe consider joining us uh, for our next episode or perusing our extensive back catalog. And if you or someone you care about are struggling with suicidal thoughts, please call or text 988. It's just the numbers 988, those three numbers. You can also go to 988lifeline.org. That's the numbers 988-L-I-F-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E. Dot O-R-G and click the chat icon. You'll be connected to trained counselors who will listen, understand how your problems are affecting you, provide support, and connect you to resources if necessary. If you're outside the U.S., I don't think that number will work, but the important thing is to seek help. And I'll put a link to the 988 Lifeline website, the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline website in the show description. Um, All right. Thanks. Take care of yourselves. Research indicates that men bond over shared activities rather than just talking about their lives. This is Cliff and Spencer's excuse to hang out together. It's the Podgering. A horror movie podcast. Hi, welcome to The Podgering, a horror movie podcast. I'm Cliff. And I'm Spencer. And we watch a movie together and we talk about it. And this week we watched Incantation on Netflix, a, uh, a found footage um, Taiwanese horror film. Um, partially and- found footage. Yes, partially found footage. Um, And it was released pretty recently. And uh, first thing we're going to do is recap the movie in a little segment that we like to call What Happened. What happened? What What just happened? So here's what happened. It's a found footage movie, like I mentioned. It takes place in primarily two times, the present and then six years ago. And also, let me say up top, Spencer, I don't know if you found this, but um, I had trouble following the plot a little bit. Like, it definitely confused me, um, yeah, as to what was going on. Did you find that? A little bit, um, To yeah, to between the cutting back between the different times, but I eventually kind of caught up to it. So, okay, cool. Um, yeah, we'll talk about, I guess the parts that I found a little confusing. Um, so anyway, it takes place in two time periods, the present and six years ago. So it starts in the present with, um, Ronan, the main character, uh, telling us the viewers to repeat an incantation and memorize a certain symbol to bring her good luck while she battles an evil deity and tries to save her daughter. Um, 
Then we see Ronan gaining, regaining custody of her daughter, whose name is Dodo, as Ronan has been in a mental hospital for about six years. Um, during that time, Dodo was staying in an orphanage run by a man, Ming, who Dodo calls Dad. Um, and surprise, surprise, almost immediately, as soon as Dodo comes back to live with Ronan, creepy horror stuff starts to happen. Uh, like the lights go out or turn on by themselves. Um, uh, Dodo talks to a spirit that Ronan can't see, um, stuff like that. And then the movie flashes back to the past six years ago. Ronan and two guys, Dome and Aya, have what seems like a YouTube channel and they call themselves the Ghostbusters. Um, they go around debunking uh, hauntings, um, sort of like the reverse Warrens from the Conjuring movies. Um, they drive up to Dome's granduncle's village, and the people in this village all worship a certain deity. Um, so while the three of them are there, um, Ronan, Dome, and Aya, um, they partake in sort of like a creepy ritual, which is um, unsettling, but like the bigger deal is that they sneak around at night and break into a forbidden cave. Um, Dome and Aya, who actually enter the cave, go crazy and die. Um, Dome, I believe, is burned to death by the villagers, and mm. um, Aya jumps off of a roof. Um, Ronan doesn't enter the cave and escapes the village, but um, she is now cursed. Um... And so now this is where I started to sort of lose track. My understanding of this, <clears throat> of the plot, is that we go back to the present day. Um, Dodo is being haunted um, by a spirit. She's like breaking out in hives and it just seems really sick. Um, Ronan decides to bring her to like some... Uh, elderly couple at a temple to have them sort of like lift the curse I think um, and Ming decides to help them uh, so Ming goes with them I think on their way to that to see that elderly couple they sort of get like cursed and lost in like this loop they keep driving past yeah. the same stuff um, it's not really clear to me how they get out of it um, but the elderly couple tells Ming or tells Ronan that um, Dodo can't eat for seven days and then to come back in seven days. Um, so now Ming separates from Ronan and goes to learn more about this evil deity. He discovers that the deity is called the mother, I think Mother Buddha, mm -hmm. um, and is essentially evil people that worship her end up sharing a curse and it's like um i guess like the the fewer people who worship the mother buddha the more cursed they are but if more people worship the mother buddha the curse like dilutes um and the also the more you know about the mother buddha the more cursed you are um right and so ming through his research of this becomes very cursed and he ends up um killing himself by hitting his head on his desk repeatedly. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and the when um, 
when Ronan brings Dodo back to the elderly couple at the temple, she also finds that the old man is dead and the woman is like possessed or something. And she also dies. The old woman does that mean. Um, and so then there's like a sort of a twist where Ronan reveals that um, she tricked us at the beginning of the film, us being the viewers. Um, and that by like repeating this incantation, we're now, we are now cursed. We're cursed. When she, yeah. yeah. When she told us that we were actually helping her. That, well, we, we were, but she didn't tell us mm-hmm. about like the fact that we were cursed now. Um, and so this is supposed to like dilute the power of the curse on her daughter because now everyone who sees this movie and repeats the incantation is cursed and so it spreads and becomes less powerful. Um, Ronan travels back to the village with the cursed cave. Um, she goes inside the cave and reveals the mother goddess to the camera, which is basically like a giant mouth with like a lot of teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like the Sarlacc pit in Star Wars or like a sandworm in Dune, that kind of thing. Right. Um, and this is to further dilute the effect on her daughter because now, whoa, we've like seen the mother Buddha, which is like, I guess the most you can know about her. And so now we're even more cursed. Um, Ronan kills herself again by repeatedly hitting her head on a little altar thing. So that seems to be how it goes. Um, and then we see a clip of her daughter looking happy so presumably um Ronan's plan worked and now her daughter is less cursed because the curse is shared by everybody who saw the movie and so um that is my understanding of the plot um Spencer how does that jive with your understanding that um I think yeah I think I'm right there with you I think that sounded like exactly what I got from the movie uh, cool, sick. All right, well, that's what happened. So, so now we so just we get kind to move of, on. Oh, go ahead. It, it kind of sucks because we got pwned by this movie. It <laughs> tricked us into being cursed. We did so get that's... pwned. Um, she outsmarted us, took advantage yeah. of our ignorance of um, mm-hmm. the Mother Buddha. Um, so, uh, since I was just doing a lot of talking, um, Spencer, you want to start about like the parts you found most interesting or your thoughts or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, I will say that like one thing that's kind of took me out of it in the beginning of the movie was they really kept going out of their way to justify that it was being recorded. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, which like, it's like, it's, it's a found footage. We don't need you to keep saying like, mommy, why are you recording this? Or like, uh, Uh And, and it wasn't even like completely found footage. It was, they would switch between like found footage and an actual, like, you know, omniscient viewpoint. Um, but anyway, uh, like, like what part are you thinking of? Cause I remember it being mostly found footage. Mostly, but I mean, like, you know, I mean, there are parts where like, you know, when she was sneaking into her place to get her shit, uh, there, oh, you know, the, the point of view would change from inside the car, outside the car. There's nobody filming. Like, there's definitely a lot of scenes where there clearly was not anybody filming in the right in this story. Um, right. Yeah. Another thing but, along those lines, um, I thought 
that there was one good scare where um, Dodo is walking through their house and like an arm comes out, like this black shadowy arm. Yeah. Um, and I thought this, I thought the original effect was cool, but then I, they sort of try to be like, hey, did you see that arm? Let's make sure. And they go back and do like a replay from right. like some, I don't even know what camera. It, it was like a camera that right. you have like in a convenience store or a, like any public location. Um, like a CCTV mm-hmm. and they're just like just to make sure you saw this arm here it comes <laughs> right. and I thought that was kind of um, made it more lame because I thought in the, yeah. they could have just done the first one and it, and it uh, would have been good totally and it's like it, it goes from like I don't know it, it was kind of a confusing mashup of like found footage versus regular movie and then like that where it makes it seem like you're watching it from the viewpoint of an investigator or something <laughs> right uh you know who's trying to be like oh like th- here's a clue right here and it's like well what exactly is the viewpoint here um, right yeah but yeah that's they kind skipped of a- the they skipped the part of the movie <laughs> where ronan learns how to use um video editing software <laughs> right. like final cut yeah totally I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, I found the plot super confusing uh, at one point. And um, I thought the coolest part was definitely when um, Dome and Ayat come out of the cave and they have that whole sequence where... Mm -hmm. um, Ronan is trying to run through the village and get back to her car and like escape basically um yeah. that to me was like the coolest scene um what especially did... uh i was yeah. gonna say when that scene when they're like they've escaped the cave and like the they hear the people coming so they put on the night vision and uh mm-hmm. the like you know the elders or whatever the old creepy lady they're like playing music and like marching up that was creepy as fuck and mm-hmm. that was really good and but yeah that whole scene of them like trying to leave or you know yeah. coming out of the cave and that that whole scene was really good right i had running around being like don't ask um yeah yeah and then am i do you think i'm correct was that dome who the they were like watching burn in that house do you know what i'm talking that, about yeah that was the impression that i had uh okay yeah um, so I thought that part was really good. Um, it was pretty, yeah, I, th- I thought it was great. It was engaging. Um, yeah. okay, so one thing that I don't quite understand, the girl with the runes, uh, drawn on her, I sort of understand her place in like the six years ago part, um, somehow she ends up in the we see her like in the present and i'm not quite sure what she's doing there do you so were you you able to figure that out okay so just to make sure i understand what was going on there so she was supposed to be like a sacrifice i'm not even sure yeah that sounds like that could be right okay yeah my my impression was that she was supposed to be a sacrifice and they prevented that Mm. and then yeah, I don't. I'm not entirely clear on it either. Honestly, like that's where I kind of struggle with the plot is <laughs> what exactly was going on with 
with all the lore behind that uh and the little yeah. girl you know dodo um like was she supposed to be sacrificed i i kind of thought that at one point um yeah well the old lady does say um yeah that you have to bring your daughter back and i but i don't know if that was just to get a lock of her hair um right. Because I believe that the way that you become part of the curse is you have to like write your name on a piece of paper and I think give a lock of your hair and that now you're part of like the um, people who are the group who are considered cursed. Um, yeah, but who who re- benefits from it though, right? Um, the people who benefit from it are the I think the the other people who are cursed because the more people you add, the oh, the right. curse like dilutes. Right. Right. Um, okay. Uh, the part yeah the part that confuses me but i also thought was cool was um when ming is driving uh dodo and um ronan in the car and they keep going by the same place over and over um yeah i thought so that was really cool i thought that was cool i'm not quite sure where they were going um or well what i they think w- they were trying to go back to the cave weren't they okay yeah, I wasn't sure if they were trying to go back to the cave or the elderly couple. Um, oh, okay. And then I think they show that Rona- that Dodo is like missing in the back seat. But then the next thing I know is she's back and they're she's like going there. to the yeah. elderly couple. Yeah. Well, and I what I was really hoping and I thought it would be awesome, but they didn't do it was because they go in reverse. And I was really hoping that uh, they would like back up and see their own headlights. I thought that would have uh, been really badass, but. Uh, like see their headlights coming from behind them you know right but, uh, dang spencer yeah that's a good idea but then they they just like got stuck and and i thought that was really cool because like they, they their car starts getting attacked by something and we don't see what it is yes. but it's like it's like they're I think clearly it was whoever getting... was i think it was whoever was tied up at the top of that pole that they're driving by because i think there's oh, like a right. person or something okay but it was like uh, they were clearly afraid, which was making the attack more intense. Like, right? Because that's the the lore behind it is the more afraid or the more you think about it. Um, oh, right. And uh, which uh, toward the end of the movie, there was a scene where she was talking with her like therapist or like psychiatric, whatever psychologist. Uh, yeah where they were laying some heavy shit, but like, you know, a very comforting thing to remember is like, you know, a big part of how you experience this world is how you look at it. Like, um, and, and, you know, I think it, you can take that as like a metaphysical thing, but you can also just take it as like your own personal attitude towards life. Like, uh, if you have a negative viewpoint, you're going to have a negative life basically. Um, right. But it, yes. but I mean, it, it was, it was definitely way more eloquently described <laughs> than I did just now. <laughs> but, uh, it was a, it was a really nice, uh, touch at that point in the movie. Yes. Um, I thought that, um, the way that, um, Ming and Ronan, end up killing themselves is intense like hitting your head over and over on a table or on the altar was like pretty um pretty gnarly the movie is good at like i think presenting yeah like disturbing images like in the very beginning um 
they show like a a human mouth with just like rows and rows of teeth. Mm-hmm. You, you remember that? Yeah, I thought that was cool. Um, and like they did a very good job at like building the tension. I think with uh, because the premise itself is like you know where where it starts off and you're introduced to like this woman knows enough about this thing that she knows that she can't figure out more about it or else it'll like start terrorizing her again mm -hmm. and uh that was just like such a creepy um i don't know premise i guess It, it was really engaging from the beginning i think right it's sort of like a step further of like the Candyman thing like uh or like Bloody Mary, how you how you say either like Candyman or if you say Bloody Mary like five times in the in front of a mirror, like Bloody Mary will come kill you. Oh, but you right. have like the control of like not saying it. You can think it as yeah. much as you want, but you just can't verbalize <laughs> totally. it. Totally. But this is like right. removes that failsafe. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, for a long time, my own like belief about ghosts was like i think they're probably not real but i'm not really going to spend too much energy uh debunking it you know what i mean like be like live and let live uh ghosts um so who i might have fared okay against the mother buddha you know who knows i would also (laughs) probably stay out of the cave i'm i'm pretty uh pretty uh conscientious rule rule follower I, I would probably go in just because because <laughs> I, I don't believe in that stuff so I would have been like this yeah. will be fun and scary but it won't like actually you know these curses aren't real so I don't have right. to worry about that and then you'd have your improv class over and be like hey guys you want to check out this movie let's let's watch this movie in my apartment <laughs> right. yeah totally and then the ring girl comes and kills yeah. us all yeah the acting was good apparently this is like the um Let's see, I wrote this down. The, the highest grossing Taiwanese horror film of all time and the highest grossing film in Taiwan of any genre of 2022. Oh, wow. I think at least as of like March or somewhere around then when I believe it came out. So another thing about this movie is it was heartbreaking. Like, uh-huh. uh just like to see this woman, you know, first of all, her daughter, Dado was like really kind of standoffish about her, you know? And so it starts off with this woman trying to get her kid back who she had to give up um, because everybody thinks she's psychotic. And, uh, and so she gets the kid back and the kid is like bonded with, uh, was it Ming? Ming. Yep. And, uh, but is like kind of cold towards the mom at first. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and this mom is trying to do whatever she can to protect like she starts to realize what's going that you know this curse is starting to affect the doe and like so she's trying to prevent that and like just the the feeling of like helplessness like to protect your child but also like the feeling of like your her child being feeling abandoned by her and then like being picked on in school because all your friends are saying that she's crazy. Yeah. And she's only like, she's what, five? Because, I, or, uh, she's, I mean, it was oh, six years later. I think she must later, be but, six. Yeah, because it's six years later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's 
heartbreaking on top of being like scary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Maybe we've watched one movie where kids don't make fun where the where our kids classmates don't make fun of them <laughs> a kid with dead parents being made fun of by <laughs> yeah at um, least this time they weren't making fun of her for having dead parents though. that's right one thing uh uh Aya carves a penis into the uh gate surrounding the right. grand uncle's village um and so I thought that was funny. Some things are universal. Um, <laughs> right. And then it, he, he drew the penis and then uh, pixelated the pubic hair above it because it's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a cultural thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, my thesis statement would be that it was a pretty good film. Um, I, it got a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's about probably what I would give it. Um, I thought the acting was solid. I thought the plot was difficult to follow. Um, the found footage thing. I read one review that said that they felt like the found footage aspect was could have just been an excuse to not have to worry about making good cinematography (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah totally Um, it was completely unnecessary did not move the plot along in any meaningful way the only way that i think it makes sense is for ronan talking directly to the viewers and telling them to like repeat the incantation so like in that way it makes a lot of sense Totally. I don't know if you could have done that part as like her looking into the camera and then the rest filmed as a regular movie. You probably could have. No, you're right, actually, because without it being found footage, that wouldn't have worked at all. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, if they're going to do that, they should make the entire movie found footage. And like they, they right. got lazy on that aspect of it, too. It's like they, they went for a lazy filmmaking method and then they were lazy about <laughs> honoring that choice throughout the entire movie, which is uh, whatever. I think maybe that was like a fad in the United States, at least that was a fad that has somewhat come and gone because you had the Blair Witch Project and then you had Cloverfield. Um, mm. Paranormal Activity does a lot of that, I think. Um, yeah. But those movies are all like several years old at this point. So I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. Um, And I think like, I really think they could have done without it easily because, but because like the, you know, the twist that she like tricked us into becoming part of the curse, that was good, but that was, it was not worth the effort of making it, it, this type of movie just to pull off that twist. Uh, how would you rate it on like a you know grade scale or a scale of one to ten or something? Um, I would give it a. Uh, I'd say a B. It's a solid B. It was a good movie. Um, it was creepy. You know, uh, had good scenes. Like I said, heartbreaking. Like it was emotionally engaging. Yeah. Um, you know, a few few flaws, just like from the viewpoint of technical of like the technical aspects, um, but overall it was really good. 
Yeah. Um, oh, and we've talked about the performances of, of child actors before. Um, mm. I think that Dodo is probably more on the, on the spectrum of like really good actor versus just being cute. I think she's probably slightly yeah. more on the like just being cute side um, as opposed to maybe like the young daughter from um, the Ouija movie who I thought was like really good. But also the girl yeah. from the Ouija movie is probably a little bit older. So maybe it's unfair to compare totally. the two. Yeah. Yeah. She was really young, like with uh, the girl in this movie. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't know, like, yeah, she wasn't definitely, um, I don't, I don't think there was much, um, required of her. Right. Yeah. You know, sure. it, was, it was kind of like, just be there and be a cute kid. <laughs> right. Um, Oh, and one last thing. The um, the reveal of the big mouth. I thought it would have been really cool if they had had money to do some CGI and make like the, the mouth actually like move or something, you know what I mean? And like the, yeah, make the mouth move. Oh, yeah. Make the teeth yeah, do something. Totally. That would have been like hardcore. I thought as it was, it was so clearly just like a ceramic um, mouth that I was kind of like, oh, well, whatever. Um Right. The real creepy part was like her banging her head on the thing. And they do a pretty good job of building up atmosphere. So it wasn't like a total killer, but it was, I think it detracted a little bit from the, from the moment. Anyway, Spencer, I found, you know, this is a found footage movie. What would you right. say if I told you that I found some audio footage? Um, I just found like a, I found like an iPhone, like on the street. Um, and I kind of was looking through it and I found this audio file and, well, I think we should listen to wow. it together. It's pretty, uh, it's surprisingly relevant to like the movie that we just watched, which is pretty crazy. So that's a stunning coincidence, and I am <laughs> totally here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, here's, here's the audio file that I found. Hey, y'all, it's Martin here. That's Martin with an S, paranormal <laughs> investigator, about to go check out the Lemp Mansion, one of the most haunted places. Uh, in the United States, maybe even the world, uh, right here in St. Louis. Um, William Sr. Lemp, big time brewer, shot himself uh, when he was uh, an old man. Uh, two of his sons shot themselves as well, and one of his daughters either shot herself or was possibly murdered, uh, all in that one home. So, probably a pretty spooky place uh or is it all made up we're gonna go find out um first though uh i left my debit card at the bar so we're gonna go pick that up uh don't want anyone you know charging that using that to uh, buy stuff for themselves uh so we're gonna go get that uh make sure that's safe and then uh, we're gonna head over to the mansion all right I left my uh, debit card here. <laughs> my last name's She <laughs> said she had it up front. Oh, are you I am, yeah. I got you. Okay, cool. Oh, no, sure, sure. I have a phone of ID ready. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, thanks. And you know what's kinda of, that's where it ends. It's kinda of crazy. <laughs> That man, that is spooky. What happened to that dude? What do you yeah, think? So uh, that, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he made it to. The, I don't know if he never made it to the mansion in the first place. I don't know if he made it to the mansion and something bad happened to him there. I don't right. know if he made it to the mansion, recorded a bunch of footage, um, maybe played it for somebody who was like, actually, that's not that entertaining or funny, that last part. Maybe you just get rid of that. I mean, like, we don't know <laughs> what happened to him. So, uh, but maybe yeah, we'll hear from wild. him again. I, I sure hope so. I hope that, uh, and I mean, I think it's, it's kind of crazy to hope that you stumble upon another audio file like that. But yeah, I agree. I think like, that would be odds? really awesome if, if, yeah, if that was to happen, I think that would be really awesome. But I mean, there's no way that would happen. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. Stranger yeah. things have happened, I guess. You never know. Um, That's true. All right. Well, um, let's see. Spencer, do you have a pick for next pod movie-wise? I do. Um, and this is, uh, so it, it's an older one. And, uh, okay. I, I'm betting you've never seen it and probably never heard of it. Maybe never heard of it. I don't know. But it is Frankenhooker okay. by Troma Films. <laughs> Are you familiar? I've never seen Frankenhooker. Okay. Uh, it's by Troma Studio, who did like the Toxic Avenger and just like they did a bunch of really crazy shit in the 80s. And uh, it, okay, it's cool. more comedy than horror I guess but gotcha um, I've seen a little like clips of it here and there and I've been meaning to watch it since I was a kid so I, I was like okay this will be good um, okay cool sounds good can't wait to get yeah. cancelled uh, at our next episode when we watch Frankenhooker <laughs> right. no I'm sure it'll be good um, cool should, right, should well, we call it uh, Franken sex worker <laughs> preferable yeah we probably should um, <laughs> is it on Shutter Spencer where can people watch it yeah it's on shutter uh it should be it was last time i looked so okay cool great so for next episode watch uh franken hooker franken sex worker and um we'll check it out then um spencer as always been a pleasure i will talk to you later right on have a good one all right man see you bye peace it's the pop change a horror movie podcast